0: It's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Always Aggravated, a Mike Valenti signature podcast.
1: And welcome in another blessed edition. I don't even know if that's appropriate to say that of Always Aggravated a number of issues to discuss. We have the band back together. We're about to send Sully on vacation. Very excited for you. Um, I'm just kidding. I'm jealous.
2: (laughs) Well, you had a a beautiful vacation a couple weeks ago, so I got to at least take a couple days off and go too.
1: I'm looking to take one and not come back. That's the secret. (laughs) Um, We've got a number of things to get to, and I'm kind of open with what order we do this. I mean, We've got the new sports betting and how it relates to fantasy. we got Tony Romo making more than basically every non-quarterback in football as an announcer. Uh, Hell, I mean, I know David and I were rapping about Spike Lee a little bit. So why don't you spin the wheel, so Where do you want to begin? And we'll just go.
2: Yeah, I want to begin with the thing that's most timely with the sports betting coming out. The conversation about what you brought up before with... With sports betting versus uh, fantasy sports. I think that's interesting to at least chat about. Uh, Sports betting being legal
1: now here in the state of Michigan and certainly more legal across the United States, I kind of wonder if it's going to just put fantasy out of business. Mm. Like, I love fantasy Daily fantasy
2: or fantasy as a whole? No, the daily thing
1: has never really caught on with me. That's just not something I'm interested in. It's more... Like fantasy football where you have your league. Yep. And you have your draft. And you have your friends or or just people who are in the league. And as I was getting ready for my fantasy baseball draft, I kind of started to be like, huh, maybe I'm just a loser. <laughs> like, no, for real, because... That's a commitment to fantasy baseball. Oh my god! Wow. Yeah. There's there's nothing better than when you're pouring over the the Reds minor league system while on vacation. Well,
2: but it, it's, how, it's how's your league work though? Do you have so like do you have to? Are you setting your lineup three four times a week? Every day. Is it every single day? It yes. doesn't have to be. <laughs> That's though. You, But you can you can <laughs> schedule in advance.
1: But, yeah, I mean, every day you take 30 seconds and do it. Like, your team is your team. You can pick up and drop. You can make trades. But, overall, like, you know what you're doing. The issue is with sports betting, there's the immediacy of it. I'm not setting a lineup. I'm picking a game I want to watch, and I'm going to bet on it. Yeah. Like, all fantasy sports really was was a loophole to gambling. Right. Fantasy football, fantasy baseball, fantasy sports are Gambling, but also,
3: don't you think guys like get off on the fact that you, like you're building a fan, like right. a, a, an all-star team,
1: if you will? Sure, like, yeah, and but, that, well, sure, that can but never go away. You're making they never had a yeah. choice, not right. unless they wanted to talk to some of the people in your <laughs> neighborhood. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> like the idea that free and clear, you can just <clears throat> go down to a casino and place a bet. You can it, obviously, you'll be getting mobile wagering on your phone. <laughs> Something horse racing managed to to, to do right. For years now, you've been able to just bet on your phone. But, like, I kind of looked at it and I'm like, man, there can't be many people left doing the fantasy leagues like I do. Like, I just, I have one football league and one baseball league. That's it. And I, I do wonder if legalizing sports betting, why would you put the investment into the league when sports betting is gambling, right? And you can just do it when you want. I don't get to choose setting my lineup or choose attending the draft or choose making trades. Like I have to constantly do something with my leagues versus yep. sports betting. It's Sully. He's on a flight tonight. He wants to relax, or maybe he wants to get down and dirty on that <laughs> TV on the airplane. Oh, yeah. That's right. So Sully and those drops drinks a little.
2: that the uh, flight attendants keep bringing over. I That's can't right.
1: You know, Sully's had a few too many when he gets that moist forehead. Oh, yeah. Uh. But no, like, <laughs> Sully can make a choice. Or he could say, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to space out for a week. I'm not going to bet anything. I'm not into it. I just wonder if sports betting will completely disarm the majority of fantasy sports.
3: I mean, this daily thing you're talking about, that is like, that just seems, that's a whole nother level. You know what I'd like you to do? Who works, who do you think works harder during the season? You or Ron Gardenhire?
1: (laughs) (laughs) But that's also, no Roberto... Plus In we... rebuilding my fran- my my fallen <laughs> franchise, I will tell you, uh, probably probably
2: me lately. But
1: clarify <laughs> trying that. to undo my salary cap nonsense that I messed up. You're Go not ahead. talking
2: about daily fantasy sports. You're talking about him setting his lineup game. Right right, 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 right. Which is right. a difference between yeah. both daily fantasy sports, which has gone on the past few years, is when it's really gotten big. Has been, yeah, you know what? It's been sports betting basically until right. and before sports betting became legal. I think that that. Fantasy baseball, you're right, is a huge commitment. I've only done it a couple times. I've done fantasy basketball before. Fantasy football is the one, though, that I don't think is going to go away. I think fantasy football has always been huge. It's, it's, it's something that I still think will be able to survive very, very well with sports betting. But the betting.
1: problem with fantasy, and it doesn't matter how much skill you have, there is so much luck in it. Gambling... There is a skill into, what, to bet and not to bet, things to look for, the number. money management, discipline, line movement. Look, Mike, it's not an accident. You and I both had winning records this fall on cash to ticket. You and I both ended up profitable. We're, except,
2: we're really, really good sports bettors. No, we're no, exceptional. no, 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 <laughs> no. No, we, we are. Christ, it, we com- go. Compared, compared to the average person and, and, you know, how much people lose, you and I are the top probably... Top 1% of sports betting. Okay, I'm going to allow Sully to die with that quote. You
3: and Sam Ace Rothstein. Right. I could still
1: make people money back home. Yeah. Right. No, I'm saying the and amount of the- effort and time we put into it in what to do, what not to do, and it's still hard to grind it out. With fantasy, it's like, great example, guy in our league. I was attempting to trade for Luis Severino. Who's on a, I'm in a dynasty league, so players have contracts. Luis Severino gets paid like $5. Stud pitchers in our league go for 45-50 bucks. So it's a very valuable contract, right? And the guy's on a 1-year deal. So he's expiring. So I was trying to get Severino from him. He ended up very hesitant. He didn't want to deal him. What happens a week later? Luis Severino is getting Tommy John, he's out for a year. Yes. He do you know is. how I remember a couple of years, well, probably a decade ago almost, the late Roy Halladay at the peak of his talents. I traded for Roy Halladay in a pennant chase cuz all I wanted to do is win the championship that year. The first start Roy Halliday made for my team three days later, he took a line drive off his leg and broke his leg. Done yep. for the year. Yep. That's just bad luck. See, right. that's where I think fantasy is going to lose some people because, let's face it, everybody thinks they know the secret on cracking the code. They think they can beat the book. The I Wayne know more Royer. about yeah. sports. Are you drinking a Capri Sun? <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> I know, he's drinking a juice pot. Yeah.
1: Where the fuck did that come from? <laughs> from
2: my Capri Sun. <laughs> <Is> this is
1: 1993? <laughs> I love
2: it. I, I used to love
4: those, yeah. Strawberry Capri Sun. Hold on, hold on. What do you mean you used to love them, Sully? You don't drink
2: them anymore? I can't remember the last time I drank no, them. No, if you Why don't not? have kids, you're not
4: buying Capri oh, Sun. Oh, shut up. Well, I do have kids. You have kids, right. But I would still they put drink it. in their it. lunch. I would drink it without kids. Shut up.
2: You ever mixed it with vodka, Roberto? Oh, pl- Many times, <laughs> but, but
1: <laughs> what <laughs> do you got to do? Squeeze the bag out. you know? <laughs> yeah, I was sure there was a the way they had a spout where you could
2: pour the vodka in the bag. <laughs> yeah, reverse the process. Yeah, there's barely <laughs> any liquid in those. Though. It's like two gulps. I know. And the, whole, the whole Capri Sun is gone.
3: Yeah, I would like if they dub- made a double size. They, you know. do. It, oh, they, do. they do. Oh, they do. Oh my god. My
1: niece had a uh, a juice box the other day, and I was thinking about the schematics of this. Like how <laughs> how on earth was that ever enough juice for me? At, at it's a lunch any? sitting. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's just enough to like... You like know. it's one sip right. after a bite of the sandwich. Well, no, 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 no.
4: It's not actually. You're Roberto's thinking, out.
1: Two sips. No, you're, th- gone. you're gone. thinking
4: of the adult you.
1: The kid you. That is too much juice for you. Yeah, maybe that is like more. That's what you I have to have think
4: about back it. then.
1: What was I saying about Louis? Everett? Anyway, uh, out for the year. <laughs> Roy Holiday,
4: lucky, but out for the year. But you stand to make
3: more money on just regular sports gambling than you do in a fantasy league, right? There's a ceiling with fantasy. These fantasy leagues aren't like, uh, I've never heard of like huge, huge payouts if you win the whole thing, Oh, The buy-in's
1: big, there are. You need to be in, but see, again, those leagues are very private. What, 10 grand? There are leagues like that. Oh, yeah. I'm not in one of them. (laughs) But like, I'm in a, a, what I think is a good sum of money league, and at the end of it, there's several thousand dollars to the winner. Like, that's interesting, but I gotta be honest, it's 22 weeks regular season, then you get the postseason. Rough. It's, dude, it's every day. And you know what it is with baseball? Baseball's the only sport where you can fully go down the wormhole of analytics, of math, of peripherals. Like, I, here's at least for me why I don't feel like a total loser playing fantasy baseball. The job that I have, I, I take pride in the fact I can talk about almost any team, any sport, any time, period. There's, there's nothing I'm going to miss. The only exception to that will be hockey because I just I don't care anymore and the wings are such garbage, I can't bother. The point is with, with fantasy baseball, I watch every team. I watch every game. Like I'm I'm constantly immersed in baseball. And I thought, and I think today still, it makes me better at what I do. Now look, the Tigers being so dreadful, we don't talk baseball like we used to, but for 10 years. I mean, we were sitting here analyzing bullpen decisions, every trade, who we should pick up, who we shouldn't, upcoming series, pen and chases. I got news for you. The everyday lineup. It pays dividends. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because you know what that pitcher did in his last start or his last five. Or you know the peripheral suggests that player X is playing way above his head and he's going to regress to the mean. Like, that stuff to me has a functionality to it. The average guy, no, I think you're just doing it to avoid your kids. But I still respect that. I just, I kind of feel with sports betting, it's going to render it all obsolete. I mean, think about it. The amount of time I've put in to prepare for my draft, I mean, I put in hours. I made made a trade last year, and, like, I put in hours over the course of a week, just reading for 15, 20 minutes here and there, really looking at every angle of something. And I traded what would perceive to be a star player for a non-star. And I did it solely based on math and analytics. I traded Trey Turner, who's a star with the Nats, and he was on a cheap contract. And I traded him for, at the time, a guy most people didn't know, Shane Bieber. Well, a year later, I ended up robbing the guy blind because Shane Bieber's turned into an absolute ace and a stud. Because the peripherals and the mathematics suggested that's what was on the horizon. That's geeky shit, man. Yeah, it is. Sports betters aren't going that route. Yep. Like, I traded a dude who could steal 80 bags and be one of the 10 best players in the game, except he gets hurt a decent amount, and I made a trade that people were like, oh, my God, you got ripped off, and I'm like, all right, whatever. You remind me of, like, the old guys in Moneyball sitting around that table. Yeah. (laughs) I was like, big crack off the bat. Big crack. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, like, right. They were the opposite of analytics. They're like... Ah, uh, come on. 30 home runs, yeah. 100 RBI. Yeah. Billy, what are we doing here? He's good looking kid. Yeah. Oh, you know, really? Really loud bat. But, like, no, I, I just, Mike, don't you think most people don't play fantasy sports as it is? The daily fantasy player is really a sports better. I think Daily Fantasy stands to lose the most because that's where the audience is. 90% of people are not playing in fantasy leagues anymore. I think the Daily, which hit an apex probably two years ago with DraftKings and FanDuel and, I mean, killing it. I wonder, and and look, it's no accident FanDuel is opening sportsbooks. They know. FanDuel knows they're going to need sports bettors, because they're going to be cannibalizing their own business. Because the daily fantasy player is nothing more than a guy who wants to bet on a fucking game. Yep. They don't have the attention span for 22 weeks of soul-sucking baseball
2: action. I just wonder if fantasy football will be able to survive, because is it kind of like the... uh... Well, and this would be a different time thing because it's far less with March Madness. Like March Madness brackets will always still exist, even though you'll be no. able to you'll be able to bet on the games itself. People always do brackets, but it, right, but it, but it still will always happen. Now that's a much lesser commitment to a couple weeks of the well, tournament. You're filling out a bracket than fantasy football. But my point is, I think fantasy football is kind of in the same family as. March Madness brackets, where those types of sports pools are always going to be there in some capacity. Might go down, but they'll always still
4: be there. <laughs> I don't know if I agree that they're in the same family. I think the March Madness bracket thing is the non-sports fan. It's a Super Bowl square yeah, it's, thing? it's the Super yeah. Bowl square thing. It's the non-sports fan that wants to be involved and just, they don't even know anything about any of their team. They're picking for color, they're picking for mascot, they're picking for name. But I think fantasy football... I think it will struggle a little bit because the friends that I have, we've been finding it hard with the fantasy football, just period. Because the yep. everyday satisfaction you get from betting or the fantasy uh, or, or the, the daily torment. fantasy football, the daily satisfaction you get, you don't get that with fantasy football. But see, football. David, I got to tell yeah. you
1: something. What I like by the end of Cash to Ticket during football season, you know, and I, I made no secret of it. I was worn out. Like, the mandatory, like, I, I did it because I wanted to be real. I wanted to be authentic with people. Like, right. I didn't just want to throw mm-hmm. games out there and not bet. So, the betting, David, the everyday looking and math and reading and <laughs> yeah, research, man. like, it 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 takes it out of you. And by, And, look, like, I'm not live right now. I'm not betting games right now. I'm mm-hmm. not betting anything right now. I know what's around the corner, which is March Madness, and I'll let the lion out of the cage. Mm-hmm. But, like... I bet a few horse races. But other than that, like, I actually like the fantasy football where it's once a week. Set your lineup. You know, enjoy the day. Mm -hmm. I don't know, man. I'm telling you. Sports betting is not something I'm going to do on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. It's not. There will be weeks that go by that I don't do it. And then there's going to be other weeks where I, I, I go right down a wormhole. I just can't. I don't get the enjoyment out of it like other people Mm -hmm. who just must do it every day. Like, I'm not going to say the person's name, but like someone very well known, very (laughs) into the sports betting space, a guy Sully also knows. Mm -hmm. Look, loves it. Couldn't imagine life without it. That's every day. Loves it, enjoys it. It's part of his life. They have friends like that. I. That is not me. Mm -hmm. By the end of football season, the last thing I ever wanted to see again was a point spread. And I (laughs) went. I went, and mind you, David, I finished the year red hot, Mm -hmm. 7-1 and in the NFL playoffs. Like, you don't just do that. And even when I was winning, I'm like, oh, my God, just get to the Super Bowl. Get it done. Get it done. No more.
4: It's interesting you say that because I wasn't doing the betting on catch a ticket, but I still find myself because I'm— I'm still looking up the numbers. I'm still looking things Correct. up. Correct. So, it wasn't just because I wasn't placing a bet or saying I take this. Yep. It was still a lot of the same looking up the numbers. The the Not the typical numbers, you know, the off-the-radar type thing. So, yeah, you know. The live I hear betting you numbers. <laughs> Roberto, the, now,
1: have you ever sports bet, Roberto? Was that ever something you did in your youth running around with the crazy group you run running around with? Or is this something totally foreign to you?
3: No, it's, it's foreign to me. But I'm wondering for myself, once it becomes so easy that I have an app on my phone. You won't mm-hmm, do it. Where Sully's going to tell me, listen, I'm telling you. I, I it, got a tip. It, it, right.
1: Yep. I, I I would probably do well, like, it. Like last night, the <laughs> easiest bet of the night was Rutgers minus one. Yes. That's the easiest bet of the night. Yep. How to hell is the number 9 team in America yep. on the road and Rutgers, who's been in a, a little bit of a free fall, right. Rutgers is a one-point favorite. Yep. Like, you don't go to the rack and win that game. When a better team is underdog, you don't bet that team. That was the easiest bet of the night, and Rutgers won by a million. Mm. Like, yeah, Sully's gonna come in here and he's gonna he's gonna feed you a bet, and right. the next thing you know, the kids aren't gonna eat. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, I only well, give locks.
3: Well, right, and I, I and, and the bets I'm gonna
2: give you are are for sure 100 right. And not I only have lose,
3: okay. <laughs> uh, call
1: now.
2: Yeah, um, I have information. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, you have information on the winner tonight. <laughs>
3: but no, I, I I usually have like a maybe a two time system. If 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 you're Tip for me loses twice and I'm out, you know, hundred bucks, and I'm probably not going to come back again. I
1: respect that. Um, or
4: like, you will you know, come back, you just break his legs. I am making
2: money on Bitcoin, Roberto. I think I can make you money. on uh, that. <laughs> you did. That was speaking it, was, of, that was, you know, it with the coronavirus. There's some stocks I want to tell you about right now that that are really going to shoot up. <laughs> I have I wanna, information. Yeah. If you if you just buy
3: me one blue chip stock,
2: <laughs> 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 yeah, so it's like Jordan Belfort in the. Uh, yeah. The the plaza he was in the first job he had. If you can commit right now to four hundred <laughs> shares,
1: I'm not.
3: I'm not participating. In that's this. totally his next job. I know. Oh, Sully. Oh, that's yeah, the next Sully will thing. be leading yeah, yeah. up J
1: T Marlin or, <laughs> yeah. or whatever the fuck it is. Yeah. Strat- no, no, Str- Str- no J T Str- Marlin was Str- yeah.
2: Boiler Room. I think that was J T Marlin. <laughs> yeah, we
3: have to come up with like a real regal name for his. Uh, what was oh, his Sully? firm would be. This yeah. is a
2: cutting edge technology firm with both civilian and government backing. Oh, my God. No, it can't have
1: his name in it. it
3: can't oh, have it can't. his name
1: oh, yeah, in it. It's going to be a scheme. Yeah, right? can yeah, be yeah, his right. name. I like how we're all planning <laughs> we something no, no, plan. These
2: aren't pyramid schemes. This no. is advice. This is consulting, okay? Oh, okay. <laughs> you tired of that
1: 230 feeling? You're not alone. It happens to me every damn day. 70% of us hit a wall after lunch. Let five-hour energy help you leap over that wall instead of running right into it. Zero sugar, four calories, a convenient portable size, Perfect pick-me-up to get you through the rest of the day. It's five-hour energy. Energy on the go. All right, look, let's get to the Tony Romo thing before we run out of time. Mike, it's caused an uproar. Yeah. Romo is getting an un- an obscene $17 million a year for as many as 10 years to be what I deem to be a god-awful color commentator of NFL football. Now, yep. my opinion aside... It's caused a bit of a stir with NFL players where players are going, wait a minute, how the hell does that guy make more than the people who actually play? Sully, you want to delete.
2: Yeah, so, and this stemmed from players like Michael Thomas going on, on Twitter and saying, well, you know what, we're putting our bodies out on the line right now. Why is someone making much more money than the players? This is ridiculous. This shouldn't happen. So a bunch of players basically weighed in on this and... You know what it kind of spawned into this argument of people going back and forth saying well if that's the case then then Mike Thomas why are you making more than a doctor or a firefighter or this or that. So it turned into this huge argument but I don't know David you and I were chatting about it the other day too the concept of broadcasters making more than players it doesn't it doesn't really bother me okay there's a market for it the TV numbers are huge if someone's willing to pay Tony Romo, it doesn't matter if I like him or not, hmm. that's what a network is willing to pay him based on how much they're bringing in from the NFL TV, then you know what? He's worth that money. Here's the problem that I have with this
4: Tony Romo getting $17 million. It's, on surface, you're right, Sully, I have no problem with the, the TV guy getting paid that. This isn't a TV guy, okay? This is a former athlete that just stepped into the booth no training no former yeah. training no anything and he gets in there certain people like him in the industry and now he's getting 17 million that's the problem that i have being in this industry Working hard to be where I'm at and I'm not even nowhere near where I want to be, but I am not gonna get nowhere close to seventeen million dollars that Romo's getting and he didn't do any formal training at all. Well, I don't, just stepped in after retirement. That's what pisses me off. I don't know. Is that I've never heard of this. Have you guys is
3: there some sort of like boot camp you go to to learn Not anymore? To, learn like the school. basics of broadcasting? I don't know. Not anymore. <laughs> just step just right, right, right in from in. playing right from the
2: field to the booth. <laughs> He stepped into the, the A booth as well. Yeah you know, the main booth. and as Michael Thomas said, that's why we shouldn't sign the new CBA agreement. No way the announcer should be making more than 90 percent of the players.
4: Yeah, correct, Sally. If, if he came into the booth and he was the D team initially, and he was doing you know the lesser games on CBS and then worked his way up for years to the A booth with Jim Nance, fine. Great, you worked hard. you you perfected your craft. He didn't do that. What does Jim Nance make?
1: Not seventeen million.
4: I don't think he's 17 that. million. No,
2: I think he makes around 10. Mm.
1: Look it's like it's it's like Sully said I, it's just it's business. Tony Romo clearly and and we have to remember how dumb the average American is. People like <laughs> Tony Romo. I mean, they do. I I dread Tony Romo. I think Tony Romo's a buffoon. I think he's like a teenager who saw his first breast. Like he's just like,
2: oh, Jim. I I, I don't think he's any good. He would I, be the twentieth highest paid quarterback in the NFL, and that's yeah. what pe- people create these numbers about it. Why is he making more than players? Yeah, but you know? you're.
1: Yeah, but guess what? Those people are assholes, and here's why: they have no concept of business. You are worth exactly what someone says yeah. you are worth, I agree. you can get. I agree. You know, Tony Romo's worth $17 million a year because in the mind of, of his employer, he's producing an 8x, 10x, 12x return. That's all this comes down to, man. It's all about ROI. And if they don't pay him, someone else is going to, not only to acquire the perceived asset, but to hurt their competitor. Like Michael Thomas, well, why does he make more money than players? Simple. The salary cap's $200 million. How big's the TV deal? Billions upon billions upon billions yep. upon billions. It's a bigger pool. There's more money at stake. And the TV deal is worth more than any salary cap, any salary, any player. It's not hard, Mike. It's not hard. Right. Oh, but he's not risking his body. Yeah, well, neither is a cardiologist, but he makes more than a cop. You can't view the world through that lens. You can't. It, it is all about... Value of the market, right, and and what your value is to the market. Amen, Roberto. That's where I laugh at the players. Like I, I, I just, I don't know. I feel like some of these guys need an economics class. Well,
2: and it's it's it, and that snowballs into other stuff. Then you have Odell Beckham. I'm done playing football. I just want to be an announcer now. If they're making this much money, you know.
4: <laughs> <It's>... <laughs> well, he could step right into the booth like Romo. What about what I'm saying, though, Mike? Is that a problem? Athletes retire and step right into the booth yeah. and then oh, make yeah. $17 no. million.
1: I mean, listen, Every I, think, former player. I think at least Aikman, who I don't think is great, Aikman had to go to NFL Europe Correct. and cut his teeth. I, Correct. David, I think the issue is not necessarily the player going to the booth. Mm-hmm. I think it's the player, like you said, going to the booth. The number one, the yeah. The A-team. Yeah. Like, if Tony Romo spent a year doing college football— or Maction, right. and then graduated to actual games people watched, and then graduated to the D-list NFL, and then eventually got tapped to be the A-list, mm-hmm. yeah, David, I think I'd be more okay with it. Look, bottom line is this, and I'll have this argument with anybody who cares to. I don't think Tony Romo's any good, but he appeals clearly to dumb people, and I think that that's somehow... Look, that's what matters. I, I just—I don't think he's talented. There's really yep. no other way around it. What about Michael Strahan?
3: How did he make a transition, or was he right away? I
1: don't remember.
4: Yeah, he went straight to—but uh, that's that's a pregame show. Yeah,
1: the pregame— It's and a little different. Less money. To me, it's a little different. No, 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 no. Michael Strahan, the transition to Good Morning America or whatever it is, Yeah, is, look— that that crossover takes place with a lot of people. They mm-hmm. make a decision, and you've seen guys leave ESPN to go work for network, to go work for entertainment. I mean, look, you saw Keith Olbermann crossover. Whether yep. you like him or not, he went political. You think- saw Craig Kilborn, He went night show. It yep. bombed. Kevin won- Frazier used to work at Kevin ESPN. Frazier. He went to t- entertainment tonight. Yes, another one. Josh Elliott, another one. I, it happens. I think there has to be a certain marketability. I think you got to have interest in doing it. I think Strahan, everyone liked. Strahan, always, always a happy guy. I think he was marketable. And, yeah, I mean, he did the NFL Fox pregame, and an opportunity presents itself. Do I think he's any good at it? No, I think he's terrible. (laughs) (laughs) No, I mean, it's the God's honest truth. Like, again, Terry Bradshaw, god-awful. Terry Bradshaw, can't speak in complete sentences. I mean, Terry is is becoming— what the speaking in complete sentences? I'm just like, yeah. Why do people love him so much? It's like having Stoney as your speech coach. Leave, leave Terry Bradshaw alone. <laughs> He's a god to me. He's a god, Let's yeah. get that Patrick Malone guy up oh, here. You're yeah. like, somebody get Bradshaw. Off the go Bradshaw, go. It's awful, but that's that's really what it comes down to. I.
2: It's Look, it's just laughable that, that this is what we want to do. You know what? The NFL is making so much money right now. The players right. need to realize how much, which is a good thing for them. How much money is is being made in television? You can't just compare it, person one to person two. I'm Michael Thomas. I play in the NFL. I should be making more than it's just not how it works. You know, but, but, it really but, isn't.
1: But again, you 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 see people. They don't want to challenge these opinions. They just take the quotes, dump it. And let people react to it. Like where's the article calling the players out for just being stupid?
2: Well, and it's even someone like you though, Mike, who you don't like Romo at all. No. You know, but you I don't hate you the get hustle. it. No, but you get it that that this is what someone's willing to pay. Right. He's making a ton of money on CBS. And there are a you know what we don't have to like him, but guess what? There are a ton of people who do like him. But and and there's a ton of I'm sure surveys and, and stuff that they've done to get his popularity and his and how people like him. And they think that he's worth that.
3: Do you think like like legit broadcasters like a Joe Buck or Jim Nance they,
1: like at home, they're like, that son of a bitch. <laughs> oh, I think Jim Nance feels like I worked that- my ass off all these years. I lay, I languish for thirty years. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think Jim Nance wants to kill him.
4: Oh, he's probably he's probably talking to his agent <laughs> right. right now for renegotiation of his deal,
1: Jim Nance. Yeah. I mean, I look, the
4: bottom he line praises them
2: publicly. But... There was
1: a bidding war. They knew there'd be a bidding war. They right. knew if they didn't get this done, they would not only lose him, they would lose him to do, to a direct competitor, and they had to overpay to keep him. Like that, that's don't hate Romo for that. No, that's the business. That's the way it works. Yeah. So I, I have zero issue with it. I'll never hate on anyone's hustle. I can say they suck and still say they deserve the money. It's two separate issues. Correct. Like I think certain actors blow, but if somebody wants to pay you twenty million bucks to make a shit Oof. movie. Why am I mad at you? Yeah, Tom Cruise is well, awful. Well, there it is.
0: <laughs> there it
1: fucking is. He just out of the ether picks the exact guy I'm referencing. <laughs> oh,
2: I didn't know you were
1: referencing him. I just bullshit. can't stand him. I can't stand Tom I hate Cruise. Him. He's terrible. What?
2: <laughs> well, it's also in in I was trying to see if there were articles supporting it and whatnot, and there's one from the Dallas Morning News kind of talking about how why Tony Romo's massive payday is good news for everyone around the NFL, and the players should realize this. And it basically, to paraphrase, the players should realize that, you know what, if they want to take it seriously, they are going to be given an opportunity to broadcast after. Yeah. Af- after. Because, yeah, every single former player seems yeah. to get an opportunity. So if you want to take it seriously, maybe you just realize, hey, you know what, Romo's doing this, I can go call out plays. I can, I can predict this right plays.
1: Now. I can make money after I retire. I'll give you an example of it. TJ Lang is a friend of the show, and TJ lives locally. If TJ didn't have three little kids, TJ would be in a booth this fall. Mm-hmm. That would happen, mm-hmm. and it wouldn't take 10 minutes of effort on him or his agent's part. Mm-hmm. TJ right. could easily get a job doing some college football to start, yeah. go to the NFL from there, and TJ would be good at it. Mm-hmm. But TJ doesn't want to travel, doesn't want to do those things. Not yet. So it's case in point. If an athlete wants to do it, wants to take it serious, wants a, a, jo- a, a life after yep. football, it's there. Yep. It's like a lot of people, too, they bitch about, well, how come there aren't more, more former players as coaches? Because they don't want to fucking coach. They don't want to work.
4: A lot of people, yeah, a lot of players sometimes just want to just take a break from it that's all. That's it. Yeah.
1: You don't want to do it. You don't want to work the hours it takes. You don't want to do what it takes. Like, it's it's all there for you. I think that's the that's the thing that I think as a fan, it pisses me off the most with players. It's like, you hear all these players end up flat on their ass, broke, be, be, uh, no job, and I'm supposed to sit there and feel sorry for them. And it's like, bullshit. You have the world handed to you on a platter. Like, when you're an ex-athlete, all you need to do is not be a dumb fuck, and you'll manage to be okay in life. And everybody will line up to give you a job. People will help you. Now, if you were a jerk while you played, uh, alienated everybody around you, you might have a little bit of a problem. But, like, if you you build relationships, you fly straight— you have you, you keep your money. Mm-hmm. You're going to have things presented to you that the average person, no matter how successful they are, is going to have to work two, three times harder to
3: earn. Right. There's always restaurant franchises you can start. Oh, Christ. <laughs> you can always, uh, car dealerships. <laughs> oh, my God. What am
1: I, Bobby Sura? <laughs> Jesus. See, but isn't that what yeah. they
4: teach them every league? Isn't that what they teach them at the Rookie Symposium? take care of your money, build oh, business this. relationships. And what happens is those David. young young players never so listen guys, I'll because give an example. they think that, oh, my life, i got plenty of time. I'll give you an plenty example. Money. Mike, yes. do
1: me a solid. Can you please pull up DeAndre Baker, oh. Giants first-round draft pick last year, and tell me what he signed for. This is very important because I, I want to I just show you the dumb fuckery of some of these players. No,
2: I mean I it's... literally just thought of the uh, Hall of Fame guy when you said that name, but no.
1: What? DeAndre Baker? No,
2: David Baker. That's mm. I don't know why I thought oh, that. Oh, the big dog, dude uh, that goes to the hotel. So he signed Let's see here. He's making Oh, I doesn't say a full contract, but he's making 973 in base salary, okay. 1.1 in a signing bonus every okay. year.
1: All right. So Uncle Sugar gets half of that. Now, let's remember, you don't have a pot to piss in here. This is the start of your life. Yeah, four years, 10 million. 10 this is, all right, so this is the first thing you're going to get. What does DeAndre Baker go out and do? <laughs> Buys his mom a fucking Bentley. Yes, oh, yes he did. Now, let me get this straight. Now, they pull up to the house, and the house is a shack. All right? You don't think mom could use a house before a Bentley. <laughs> yeah. Buys his mom a quarter of a million dollar car. That's a depreciating asset. Him buy her house so Mama can live happy and comfortable for the rest of her days. And, le- and let's face it, not to be rude, at the end of Mom's life cycle, DeAndre gets all that money back. Mom dies, I sell the house, and it appreciated. boop, ba, beep, ba, beep, ba, boop. Calculator working? Mm-hmm. Good investment. <laughs> he buys a Bentley. You sign a $10 million deal, let me help you. Half of that's going to disappear. You haven't so much as put a penny away for yourself. You just blew a quarter of a million dollars or more because I don't know the specific model he bought. But, like, dude, that's the stuff I look at and I go, how am I supposed to sympathize with you?
4: See, but now you're getting into, for me, socioeconomic things because I forgot what athlete it was. But an athlete spoke recently and said that when he first got his he got his first check as a rookie. And it hit his bank account, and he was like, oh, my gosh, I've never seen this amount of money in my entire life. Right. That's what happens, Mike. That's when they go out and buy the stuff like that because they're like, oh, my gosh, I have it. I can do it. So let me do it.
3: Well, I don't know. Amazing. I just think any of us in this room. Yes. need better advice. They better counsel. Yeah, any yes. of us in this room, yeah, we have good advisors. And, you have somebody, you know, and even myself, I was like, all right, just take a deep breath. Mm-hmm. Slow down. I don't know that I need <laughs> you know what the I mean? first
1: record that ACDC ever pressed.
3: No, right, right. <laughs> right. It's, it's you know.
2: It shouldn't be that tough, but it is. You uh, always just, see guys losing their money. Oh, please. Yeah, I, mean, look, I mean, look at, and I know there were clearly some issues there as well, but look at, uh, look at Delonte West. Delonte a, West. A, a couple weeks ago. He's homeless now? Yeah. You know, totally just losing his mind? Yeah. And they, yeah, Which is but, sad, I mean, right, but it's... There's,
1: there's two things at play here. Broke. I mean, well, one, all right, you have to do it in the context of there's a serious mental health issue I, no, at play know. there, okay? Correct. But, but, but... He had untold fortunes. Yes. Now, I don't intimately know the details of who was running his books and the decisions that led him there. But, Mike, there has to be some personal culpability, mental health or not. There has to be some culpability there. Who did you surround yourself with? Did you do the things that you needed to do? Did you get the proper care? But there there was a long road from point A to point yeah. B with Delonte West. See, so in his, in his that's, situation, that's the problem. Is there? Yeah. And you have to go back and look at his career. Some yeah. very serious incidents that now I think are more well explained. Right. Not absolved, right. but Explained. See, but
4: that—that's why it makes me think. Like with him, like even his advisors, was he even in the right state mentally yeah. to pick the right advisors? Right. Yeah. You
1: know. So yeah. uh, it's it's uh, again the whole thing. I, I'm not offended by Roma. I'm more offended by. Players who lose all their money. You don't like Tony Romo's hustle? Get on your own. Yep. Get on your own. Don't be MC Hammer. Don't be an idiot. <laughs> That's my guy,
4: MC
0: uh, Hammer. Yeah,
1: but he ended up fucking broke
4: because he had the wrong people giving him all the money. Well,
2: well, whose fault is that?
4: His fault. It's Like Rocky you.
2: Five, it can happen. Okay. <laughs> Want to hear? Want to hear another fight story? <laughs> yeah. Oh, at the Italian restaurant. <laughs> all right. He has to move back to like the. Hood. Oh, it's, it was terrible. The estate sale. Yeah. Has to fight Tommy Gunn. <laughs>
1: No.
4: All
2: right, Train him, I should
0: say, and
3: just because he moves back to the old neighborhood, he has to start wearing the leather. The yeah. <laughs> it just comes with it.